episode 179 thank you all for listening to episode 178 dark side of the dream i am gary here with my co-host zazu you got bear yeah cody bryant so four of us are here we're gonna we had a good show last week with wes anderson a good couple of shows uh again thank you to wes anderson for moments in time check him out on facebook wes anderson music give him a follow on twitter at songs by wes Check out his new single, Mind Quarantine, featuring Ted Bone, on all music streaming platforms. Thank you again, Wes Anderson. Uh, so, haven't had a lot really go on in the, well, we have had quite a bit go on in the last week, but first thing I was going to talk about is NASCAR. We now know that they are the, the besides UFC, they are the first returning uh, sport. They will be doing four races uh starting next week you're going to go what wednesday sunday or wednesday saturday and then wednesday saturday sunday same thing at the same two tracks what is the darlington and what, what was the other track charlotte charlotte okay yeah, did they say i think it's sunday wednesday in darlington and then sunday wednesday again in charlotte okay and then that's starting they're starting next wednesday right i think is when the first race is no it'll be the 17th it's sunday wednesday not wednesday sunday Okay, I got you. So they'll start on the 17th and then from there. So next week we'll make our picks uh, for Sunday and Wednesday because we record on Wednesdays. So yes, we'll do our two picks and uh, and move on. That'll be that'll be fun. Have they said for Charlotte if it's going to be the the Speedway and then the Roval for the other race? I did not see that yet. Um, I know that they because that's the, that was supposed to be the weekend of the All Star race and that has been canceled. I do know that, so I am assuming that it's. Coca-Cola 600 Sunday night because that's Memorial Day weekend, and then Sunday should be the Roval. Should be, but I, I don't know if that's been confirmed yet. Okay. Well, we've got a couple weeks. They're only, like Bear and I discussed before this all started today, this episode, that there are four races in. Joey Logano's won two of them. Uh, and who's won the other ones? Hamlin and did Bowman win? I think Bowman was the other one, wasn't he? Because it was all like – the 22, the 11, the 88. I think it was. Yeah, I think, I think Bowman won California. Yep. I think you're right. And uh, just to kind of give people an update, since we're going to have NASCAR coming back next week, the updated standings for NASCAR, uh, Stat Parrot Zazu is at 9.8 in the lead. Bear, 12.8. Cody, 14.3. Dub, 17.5. And me, 20.3. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, it's good to have some type of sports back, and uh, we're, I'm excited to see what happens. I know, I believe, what the NFL schedule gets released uh, tomorrow night or tonight when people start listening yep. to it. Yep, get to release that schedule so we can all not buy tickets to go. Can't wait. I know that's how I felt about uh, when I saw Rage Against the Machine. I was supposed to go July 13th. It is now moved back to July 26th of 2021. At least they're doing it and didn't cancel it. Right. The Dolphins are going to allow at least up to 15,000 in their stands. I saw that for now in Florida that they were. So if they do, I I could see Tampa doing the same thing for Florida because they kind of, I mean, wrestling is deemed essential. So we'll see what happens down there. If fucking wrestling is deemed essential, football better be essential times five. (laughs) And then what'd you say, Cody Bryant? I said Florida's just going to Florida. Yeah, they will. They will. You know, uh, Cody, I was going to tell you, your headset, it's harder to hear you out of everybody else on the show. Really? 
Oh, yeah. Little. You're the most faint on the show. Soft-spoken. Yeah, he's a soft-spoken man. Nobody wants to hear his thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll they see. Did. They probably put me in jail. That's a lot better. <laughs> but we don't want him to put more. you in jail. I don't know. That's good right there. All right, yeah, I think it's the mic, then. All good. All right, so that's it for NASCAR from us. Uh, did you guys happen to watch The Last Dance this past weekend? Yes, sir. Of course. So, well, it. Yep, yep. so before we go into The Last Dance, of course, we'll thank our first sponsor. We'll thank All Work Clothing, allworkclothing.com. Visit Brandon. He's uh, an essential business. You can visit him at his White White House location. If you wanted to go in person, just wear a mask. You know, I, I, I just be safe. Wear a mask. Go into the business. Pick up your T-shirts, your thongs, your banana hammocks, your sweatpants, your koozies, whatever you order from him. He can help you with all of your clothing needs. Again, Brandon Allwear Clothing, allwearclothing.com. All right. So that first episode of Last Dance, I know a lot of it focused on the Dream Team. I know it kind of bounces all over. Um, one, one stat I found amazing was when they talked about him getting the Air Jordans, you know, he, they said, uh, they wanted the Air Jordan and it was a catchy name and they had that four years Nike projected because Nike people forget Nike was small at the time, very small. And they were basically known as a track shoe. And, you know, Jordan came in, he wanted Adidas. That was his thing. And Converse was the shoe of the NBA at the time. But uh, they expected after four years, $3 million in shoe sales. And by the end of year one, they'd sold $126 million in shoes. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely yeah. insane. Yep. It's outrageous. But it was, you know, like Jordan said, though, you know, his play helped sell those shoes. And he said yeah. if he went out there, you know, averaging 10 points and three rebounds a game, you know, those shoes wouldn't have sold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, did you do you think like he is the reason that Nike is as big as it is today? Oh yeah, definitely. Without Jordan, there's no Nike. I mean, Nike would still be around, but they would be. I mean, be- basically a running shoe. If they would even still be around today, to be honest, they'd be. They'd be what is it? What's that shoe company? Avis, A V I S, or whatever. I think AVS, something like that. Oh, like yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I think company, that's all, that would be Nike. Yeah, they'd probably be like Skechers or something right about now. <laughs> or Jordan would have wore Skechers, and Skechers would be the biggest shoe in the world. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or it could have wore uh, Dr. Scholl's. That's right. what we have right now. Air Dr. Like, Scholl's. I mean, those are comfortable. They got some good gels. Yeah, no shit. Is <laughs> anybody here ever own a pair of Jordans? Yes, sir. I think I have uh, one four pair. pairs right now. You have four pair now? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, well, no, sorry. I have three pairs and a pair of flip flops, Jordan flip flops. So technically four pairs total. Nice. Cody? Three shoes. No, you got Team Jordans or Jordans? It's a difference. Jordans. Jordans. Okay. Jordans. No, I've owned one pair of Jordans and that was it. I was never a big uh I, I was never a big Jordan guy. The only ones that I've ever liked, I want to say I think were the 11s. 
I think that's which ones they were. But I mean, that I'll let you know how much I really cared about them. Yeah, they, uh, a friend yeah, of mine. Go ahead. I'm when sorry. he. When he came out and wore those one retros, um, I can't remember what game that uh, it was. Someone, one of the games, and was it in '98? No, maybe it was one. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, yeah, the Madison Square Garden game. They, yeah, the last time they played the Knicks, and he wore the ones. I would. I, I'm pretty sure those go pretty high, but I would. I'd pay some good money to get a pair of those. I know somebody Why that had a shitload of them is uh, Crandall, for Sean from Crandall's Quality Landscaping. He had. A shitload of Jordans, like a ton of them. Yeah, you might as well wait until the winter. You know, wait for Christmas. They'll probably re-release them again. Oh, no, I can get them at Nike.com right now for 115 bucks. I ain't bad at all. Which oh, ones? No. Air Jordan ones. We'd have to look at that and see what the best ones are. Be interested to see our picks. I might buy those right now. No <laughs> so, Michael Jordan's annual take is around 130 million a year um, from Nike, and then LeBron's at number two, and he averages about 32 million a year. Jeez, perspective right there, four times the amount. Well, LeBron's, LeBron's too ugly though. Dude, my favorite LeBrons were the LeBron, I think the Soldier 3s or something like that. LeBron's newer ones are nice. Or, I mean, sorry, his his first ones were nice. The newer ones aren't. I, I agree. I don't think they're that good looking. I don't like them. Which, yeah, no, which, uh, the, I'd say probably the ones from his rookie year, probably the best looking ones. But then they also look like a pair of Jordans. Oh, Absolutely. They all do. Which uh, it's Nike. Yeah, which, I thought the Melo's looked look better those? than the LeBrons did back then. What LeBrons? Oh shit! I don't know. I got them when I probably have had those for six years. They were my basketball shoes back in the day. I probably haven't worn them in three. So he, you just showed the LeBron tens, pure platinum. The only LeBrons I've ever bought. That's an ugly shoe. I was about to say the same thing. I wanted Cody to say it first. <laughs> I'm sorry. In Florida, when I was like 18 years old, which was like three Florida. years ago. <laughs> That's a Florida shoe if I've ever seen one. Right. Florida. Which which ones are you buying here, Bear? I know you're buying the Jordans now. Yeah, the retro, but not the high ones. They'd be mid. So the past it. The retro. See if you go the Air Jordan One retro. It just wouldn't be high. It'd be the mid. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw some down here. They had this retro high OG. High tops are only for basketball. They ain't for walking around in. <laughs> right. I liked that Westbrook shoe up top. I don't know which Westbrook shoe. Which one? It's the uh, it was the colorful one. Oh, this uh, one. Rush shoe. Jordan, why not this one here? <laughs> That's a Westbrook shoe. Uh, parrot. you make me happy. Well, besides uh, besides shoes, <laughs> so like the first one, they were he was. 
what was he playing against uh, Clyde, Clyde Drexler in the finals? And he was talking about uh, Magic Johnson was talking about how Jordan was playing, you know, poker or they were playing poker cards in the room the night before. And he said he's going to embarrass Clyde Drexler. And he just kept mm-hmm. hitting three after yeah. three after three and kept looking over at Magic. Dude, Clyde looked about yeah. 75 years old. I That's forgot. Yeah. He looked. Yeah. He looks. He looks younger now than he did then. Yeah, he yeah. looked old as shit. Like Clyde, just just shave it off, man. That thing was half the back. <laughs> just shave it. Just like LeBron. I know he doesn't want to because they'll think he, you know, oh, he shaves his head. He just be just like Jordan. That's why he doesn't want to do it. But come on, man, you're losing it. Just get rid of it. It's time. Oh no, no, he can't shave it now. He already plugged it back in. He can't shave it. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> All that money he spent on that hairline, that shit ain't going nowhere. Uh, shit. The uh, <laughs> and then I, I love the thing about when they started going into the dream team, how they talked about you know magic. He said magic's the number one point guard in history, and then Isaiah's a distant two essentially. And he that was said, shade. yeah, and he said you could you could basically say you could put it on me. It ain't me. Nobody liked him. Larry didn't like him. Magic didn't like him. Scotty didn't like him. Nobody wanted to play with him. They all had beef. Yeah, no. Around that time, man, nobody wanted to play with Isaiah. Isaiah was hot in the streets and not in a good way. (laughs) I mean, like, he was even beefing with Magic Johnson. And, I mean, like, that's almost impossible to do. Yeah, the – and that's what I mean. Like, Magic's the nicest guy. And you see Isaiah now. Do you think it's all a front where he seems like the super nice guy? Or do you think he is probably nice nowadays? I think Isaiah Thomas was always nice. It was just, I think he's just a very proud, you know, just a very proud man. I, I think he's, you know, I, I think he's a genuine person. And it's just like, he, you know where you stand with him. Right. And I think with him. Him and Jordan, with their beef, man, it's uh, it's not. I don't even think it's a beef anymore. I think it's just, you know, I don't really, you know, it's basically I don't rock with that guy. Like I don't have anything bad to say about him, but we're not gonna be best friends either. Right. Do you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to. I wanted to start with you on this next one. So as we get into, you know, Isaiah obviously didn't make the dream team. And the dream team did happen, and they had this practice where they all played this game that you know nobody ever saw. Uh, Cody, you kind of want to give us the backstory on that? Oh man, that had to be. That's easily the greatest practice and/or pickup game in the history of basketball. Um, you have, you know, basically twelve of the greatest players to ever play in the NBA. Uh, just in the in the history of the NBA at that time in 1992, um, it was a summer you know a practice during the Olympics, and you have Magic on one side and Jordan on the other, you know, and all these guys are in their prime, and they're just going at each other, you know, talking trash to each other. It gets to a point Magic Johnson chucks a ball into the stands after a uh, after a foul call. You know, like they, I mean, they, they show clips, you know, during uh, Last Dance. And then also there's a Dream Team documentary that they did uh, that has more footage. Um, 
from that practice. And uh, they, they've, they've asked Charles Barkley about that. And Magic and, and Charles Barkley were on the same team during that practice. And there's, you know, Barkley's telling the story how they were up eight on Jordan and Pippen, you know, and, and they're just giving it to him. And they just kind of, you know, subtly start talking trash to Mike. And next thing you know, Jordan scores the next 15 points in a row. And, uh, you know, they have this this super tense practice. And they get on the bus afterwards. And it's kind of quiet for a little bit. And, you know, it's, it, then Barkley uh, leans over to Magic and he says, I guess we shouldn't have pissed off Michael, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just, just it's, uh, to be able to watch something like that, man. I, whoo, boy. Yeah, you, you look at that and you're like, damn, he, uh, he's no joke. And, you know, Larry's sitting on the sideline with his bad back, just watching this all transpire. Right. Because uh, right. he's got his bad back, you know, and everything going on. And, and, uh, yeah, they, I mean, they were pissed off. And that was kind of the, the turning point for you know okay yeah this is his league this is his team right. this is his league he is the alpha male now uh it's no longer us <laughs> like there's no question no longer magic bird knew it wasn't him you know he's just i'm just gonna lay here even though i did find it funny right. when they had the all-star game you know later on in 98 and fucking birds the coach and mike's oh, yeah, there yeah he's like i'm gonna you're gonna play me 40 minutes aren't you <laughs> he's like, yeah, be ready <laughs> So yeah, it was just man. cool to see that. And then the, just that the Olympics, man, the, the way that they just that 92, 93, just that season and just how Jordan and Pippen just took everything related to Jerry Krause, like personal. They took it all. Oh, God, yes, personal. they did. You know, and Tony, you know, Tony Kukoc was supposed to basically be, you know, next in line, like, you know, Krause was willing to trade Pippen, you know, just to have Ku Coach come over and just to make room for him. So, you know, they get a chance to play Ku Coach in the Olympics. And, you know, they tell the story about how, you know, Pippen and Jordan just just humiliate this guy on the Olympic stage the first time they played him. I mean, they held him, I think, four points and two rebounds or something the right. first time they played him. And poor Tony Kukoc, man, he didn't know what the hell was going on. All he knew, he was just trying to play basketball. <laughs> and it, it was just because Jerry Krause liked him so much. Mm -hmm. you know, and, That's too bad, too, because people don't yeah. realize how underrated Kukoc was, man. He was the third best player on that team, whether you say it or not. Right. It was Jordan, Pippen, Kukoc. That's yeah. a fact. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, without him... You know, and then, you know, they, they ended up apologizing to him, you know, afterwards. And then they, they met again in the gold medal game. And they and, realized he was uh, the real deal. Yeah, you know, he showed right back up. You know, he didn't even care. So, but, I mean, that right there, and I think that's when they knew, like, yeah, we can win with this guy. Yeah, and, Ku Coach you know, is no joke, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ku Coach was the truth back then. What uh, what do you think about Ku Coach there, uh, Bear? Just like I said, man, he's underrated as shit. People don't give him the respect due because he played behind uh, Jordan and Pippen, but he was the third best player on that team, man. And you know, I like I said, I like the way they played it out because the way he played in that gold medal game that earned 
not only Jordan and Pippen's respect, that earned the NBA's respect. Everyone on that team then knew who Tony Kukoc was and realized that, okay, he can play with us. You know, he can, he's, he's not just uh, another European, you know, this dude can play. So, um, you know, I, I thought that was good that they documented that, but just like Cody said, the same thing. like, man, poor dude. He didn't even, you know, it's not even his fault. It was all because Krause was all over him. It wasn't even hit, you know, he just wants to play. So I kind of felt bad about that, but especially with everything going on, you know, like they were saying all the civil war and everything going on in that country that, uh, you know, all that shit going down that he just wanted to get over to the States and get away from all that, man, just play ball. So it's a good thing he did. And he gained that respect um, because if he didn't, and you know, if he put up another stinker in the gold medal game, then, you know, if he gets signed by the bulls, maybe they don't respect him, and maybe they don't mesh well. And maybe Jordan and Pip, you know, maybe they don't win those rings because they just got some guy that they don't want to play with. So right. you never know. Yeah, and he came off the bench, you know, that whole time, you know, with the Bulls when he was there. And but he was the sixth man of the year, all this. Like you said, he scored the third most points for that team. Uh, but every time they would go to move somebody, you know, like Jordan comes back and then they get Rodman. So of course, you know, it makes sense for Kukoc to go to the bench. But I mean, they had a deep bench with him there. I mean, you got a six foot eleven guy coming off that bench. Dude's a monster. Oh, it's a, honestly, it's the same thing with the Warriors, dude. People don't re- if you if they didn't have Ingodala in twenty fifteen, they wouldn't have won that title. LeBron would have beat him by himself. You know why? Because Steph and Clay couldn't shoot for shit in that series. LeBron was putting up triple double after triple double after triple double and could have taken him. But we got Iggy coming off the bench. Not only is the defensive beast that he is, but he's you know putting in 15 to 20 points. That's huge. If you get Iggy defensively and get him 8 to 10 points a game, that's great. But when he's putting up 15 to 20 and throwing out that same defense, that's why they took him in 2015, besides Kyrie getting hurt as well. But, I mean, that's that's just how you you got to have the six man off the bench that is going to produce for the team. I mean, in all honesty, that's what – it's not that starting five. Everyone's not playing 40 minutes a fucking night. Right. The uh, the other thing there that I was looking at and that I kind of wondered about when we were we were talking about this and we talk about, like, who coach and the Olympics and all that happening is, you know, he does come over and he plays with them and, and you just look at it. He, I mean, he's a three-time champion. He had the sixth man of the year. He was on the all-rookie second team. I mean, he took Croatia to the final against the Dream Team. People forget that, that, uh, you know, it was Croatia that got there because all that you hear and they talk about is the Dream Team just dominated everybody, which they did. But, you know, they Kukoc got him there. It was a cool story to see him get his due. And they talk, you know, about Kukoc where they're like, oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's no bullshit. You know, then you yeah. realize he's a real deal. Yeah, and I don't even know who I felt more bad for around that time. I don't know if I felt more bad for Kiku Coach or for Dan Marley. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just – just watching it back, you know, because Jerry Krause, he loved Dan Marley too. And the next thing you know, man, Jordan's just torching him in the finals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that shit with Dan Marley too, man. Yeah, it was just crazy how they just like would clear out, and there wasn't that much isolation in the league back then. Right. But they would just clear out every time Marley was on Jordan with the ball. Yep, they just, leave him there. Thunder yeah, Dan couldn't do shit. He just humiliated that dude. 
That's fantastic. And, you know, you got to give it to, I, I love the backstory they gave about Ku Coach too, you know, coming from Yugo, what was then Yugoslavia, and then uh, with the, the civil wars with Cro- Croatia and Slovenia. I mean, it was pretty, very interesting story. And uh, that this guy, you know, he can, he's lived through this shit. So he's, he's going to come back. He's going to ball. He's going to do his thing. I mean, that's how he, he handled his life. I thought that was really good. The, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, and next thing, I found it. I thought it was very classy how he did it. Uh, was uh, and Jake, you watched it, didn't you, Jake? What did you watch? The Last Dance. What we're talking about? Of course. Okay. Do you, did you do you remember what he did to cover up that Reebok logo? Oh yeah, he got their gold medals. American flag over it. I thought that was so classy how he did it he's like yeah basically shit on me now for covering this Reebok logo with the flag that was pretty good I mean he, he didn't want to he's like nope I don't care how much Reebok paid they're gonna they're gonna remember they don't they're not gonna see it coming what I'm doing to cover this logo he didn't give a shit yeah well he put him in a position where it's like well I dare you to say something yeah who's gonna say anything bad about the flag being on you know what I mean right that was a good thought um what were your thoughts uh cody i I specifically want to ask you this whole thing this one uh your thoughts on the whole harvey gant situation well i mean it's i don't know because hell we could honestly we could do a whole show on just like the black athlete in general so, like, I mean, is this to try to sum it up in, you know, a minute or two it is pretty difficult. But, I mean, for Jordan to be at that time, you know, he was the most popular athlete in the country, you know, black or white. And, uh, you know, they basically they they reached out to Jordan um, for that North Carolina Senate race, and they wanted him to, you know, endorse the candidate. And, you know, I mean, which, you know, Michael Jordan, he's from North Carolina. He has a voice, and, you know, it it carries weight, you know, not only with with the black community, but with whites as well. So, I mean, basically all they were kind of looking for was the Jordan to say, like, hey, man, this guy is bad news. Um, I say, who do you run up against? Who do you run against? Jesse Helms. Uh, yeah, Jesse Helms. Like, it was just, you know, hey, man, this guy is bad news, which he was. I mean, I, I, I kind of it, it was crazy how they snuck in uh, the, the, the quote, like when he uh, did his acceptance speech or whatever. And it was like, there's no celebration in Mudville. And I'm like, wow, they actually snuck that in. You know, I mean, he was, Helms was a very big segregationalist. You know, and he, you know, he was one that was quoted as calling the the Civil Rights Act one of the most destructive things, uh, one of the destructive laws ever to be written uh, or added to the Constitution. So... And he was bad. So they, you know, you want to try to get Jordan as a black athlete to, you know, say following the footsteps of, 
Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, Bill Russell, um, you know, basically athletes from that previous generation. And Jordan kind of stayed to himself. And which he, for good or bad, which he has basically his whole career. Um, you know, he he's done things, but he doesn't do it the typical way that you kind of, that a lot of people uh, in the black community would expect Jordan to do it. But, you know, it's just, you know, it's a double-edged sword. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, you know, they kind of blame Jordan for, you know, Harvey Gantt not winning that because they felt Jordan could and should have done more, which he could, you know, he could have, maybe he should have done more, but at the same time, you know, he said that I, the only thing I didn't really care for was his reasoning for not getting involved. Uh, just to me, it sounded more kind of like a cop-out saying that he was more focused on basketball at that now, time. Now when he, now this is where, because I, I kind of forgot about this until it just brought up. So I'm trying to think back on the episode. Um, did did he say with that though that he really and I, like you said, whether it's an excuse or not, or whether I'm making this up or I heard it? Um, correct me if I'm wrong because honestly, I don't remember. But didn't he say like I really didn't know him, so I didn't, you know, or something like that? So that's why he that's yeah, another no, support right. him. He didn't really he didn't know, know Harvey Gant, right? Yeah. yeah, he didn't know enough. You know, he said he didn't know enough to you know get, get involved or not and okay that's, that's after, right just, yeah and then after he said that that's when he added on the whole you know i was focused on my craft mm-hmm. was, okay that's what that part right there is what made it sound like a cop out to me well and then you people know, were worried when he, said, he made that comment too about the you know republicans buy shoes too right know? right which i mean it's a great line it really yeah, is, it right? is. It's hilarious you know and yeah it's i don't know man it's just hard just with you know with black athletes kind of like when you know obama had commented you know they're quick to ride you're quick to well like you know the country is quick to put a black athlete on a pedestal and and praise them but then the first time you know they mess up or something happens then they're gonna tear them down Mm mm-hmm and so, and then it's just like, okay, so what do you do? So, I mean, you know, Jordan was very, very, very image uh, conscious. You know, he made sure that, you know, whatever he did, you know, he, he it was basically, well, how is this going to look? So, I mean, I think if he would have just stuck to, you know, I didn't know much to, you know, say yay or nay on it i think it would have been i think a lot of people would have respected that you know but then it's it's just i don't know it's just a funny thing but not necessarily funny it's just the way things go you know for black athletes because you know around that same time they weren't asking dean smith to you know vouch for harvey gantt one way or another so you know, and then I, I heard a story today. Um, Lou Holtz actually got fired for supporting um, uh, what's was it Fields or uh, Helms? <laughs> really? Yeah. really? 
Yeah, Lou, I didn't know uh, that. Lou Holt, when know Lou that Holt was the coach at Arkansas, he did a did like a radio ad or whatever, like for their camp for his campaign while he was campaigning, and Arkansas fired Lou Holtz. So I mean that should kind of tell you how bad news that guy is, you know, for Lou Holtz to get fired from Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, I can see that, man. That's it was definitely I, I agree with what you said with his whole image thing. Um there's no doubt. Um but you're right, just like you said too, it is a double edged sword because if whether now, you know, it doesn't matter what case, if I was white, black, you know, if I was in that place as an athlete and I didn't know, I that that's the biggest thing that sucks to be an athlete. They expect you to get into the politics and all that. If you didn't give a shit about politics, why do you got to get into it? Right. Exactly. And Jordan could come out and just say, yeah, Helms is a, you know, I, he's a bad character. And I don't know the other dude and all that, but I don't want to get involved in it. I think you're right. Just like you said, I think that would have saved face of everything. You know, you don't have to endorse someone, but you can also point out flaws. Right. But you're right. At the same time, too, man, that he could also be thinking, well, shit, that's, you know, 10% of my shoe sales. That's money. There's a reason why Michael Jordan's a billionaire right now. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's it's crazy. I mean, don't get me wrong. Same thing with uh, Tiger. But look, I mean, he lost a lot of his sponsors when the whole cheating thing went down. A lot of right. Now, did it affect his paydays then? Certainly. Does it affect him now? No, because he rebranded himself. It's a different situation, a different scenario. But again, it's a it's one of the most popular athletes of all time, and obviously, you know, probably the most the second most popular black athlete of all time behind Jordan is Tiger Woods. Right. And that's you, you know saw, you saw that right. And I have a lot of uncles, man. Like we, we you know, we talk about that, and you know, we you know, to us, it's funny. You know, it's like, well, that's when Tiger Woods found out he, he was actually black. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> it's true. But, you know, like you know, it goes to you know what Obama has said, though. You know, like you get built up, and the first time you mess up, man, they'll they'll tear you down. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they tore him down. And granted, I mean, granted, he deserved to get torn down. But I mean, you know, like Tiger, he lost everything. You know, and that's just with your, you know, and that's just with your image. You know, God forbid you would get involved in, you know, politics or any type of, you know, civil, uh, civil rights or human rights issues. Being a black athlete, and I don't think they ever did there. That was, you know, that was one thing too. Is that you know, I don't remember. I'm not saying he didn't, but I don't remember him. Now, granted, it's kind of when most of this went on, but endorsing, you know, a Bush or an Obama or, I mean, right. he would have been young to really endorse Clinton. I mean, that would have been right as he was starting. And no, I mean, yeah, he was big. No one would have really given a shit like they would have in 2000 or in 04 or in 08, you know. There's mm-hmm. uh, obviously different times for that. So it's it's interesting. And like I said, it's a whole different scenario. It's not politics. Right. It's, uh, you know, your personal life. and. And right, yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of uh, Denny's waitresses. So, right, yeah, yeah. To each, to each his own, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Just, you know, let you know, like, you're a black athlete, man. You either, you're either doing too much or you're not doing enough. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. I did like how, 
I did like how finally in the documentary, though, they changed uh, Obama from former Chicago resident to pre- former president. Yeah, right. They, they finally changed that. So thanks for that, ESPN. <laughs> that former Chicago resident, Barack Obama. I was like, oh, yeah, I think I recognized him from my one through Chicago. Didn't one of the episodes, they uh, didn't they put his name in as Barry? Wasn't he like I Barry from Chicago or something like that, I think? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. Because, I mean, he did go by Barry, you know, back in yeah. the day, Barry Obama. Yeah, like <laughs> Barry, Chicago resident. <laughs> what if he had anything to do with that? The, uh, um, the other thing, a uh, fun fact, I, I did some research on Harvey Gantt. I found this pretty cool. He was the first African American admitted into Clemson. Interesting. I thought that was a pretty interesting fact. I mean, yeah, he was the he was the fiftieth uh, mayor of Charlotte from eighty three to eighty seven. You know, so this was before that. So I thought that was pretty neat. But the biggest thing was, you know, he was admitted to Clemson, and he has a degree in what? with honors from Clemson and a master's in city planning from MIT. He's no bullshit. Like, right, yeah. he's legit. a smart dude. Yeah, he was legit. What did um was that for Senate or was that for the House? What was that for? I believe it was a Senate. when he ran. It was for Senate. Yeah, and he, he lost twice. I was about to say, did he? Yeah. I was about to say, did he ever get into? Uh, did I don't I don't honestly I don't know either of those guys. So this is like I'm not a bit I'm not I'm not big on politics. That's that's why if I was an athlete, I'd stay away from that shit too. Right. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I'd stay away from it. I don't make enough money. And so just, he, in that election, he did not like. He did not go after um, Helms for you know on race. He went after him on like healthcare, education, jobs, all that shit. Uh, but again, he didn't go over. Didn't go against him on the race, the the racial, uh, the segregation that Helms always talked about and everything else. So. You know, that could have been an issue. But again, this is several years ago. Things were different in the 90s than they are now. I mean, and up to the 2000s and even after Barack Obama was president, I mean, things kind of changed a little bit. And uh, I mean, we still see this shit today. So it's it was a big deal, you know, to see that and you know, for Jordan not to do it uh, obviously was an even bigger deal. And then now it's at the forefront again with this documentary that yeah. that happened. Which I'm pretty sure, since Jordan has basically control over the whole documentary, I'm sure they'll probably add something in to what he's done, you know, since then. You know, he's not, he was never one to, you know, be out in front, you know, kind of picketing and, you know, things like that, that, um, you know, like that, that Bill Russell and Muhammad Ali and, and Jim Brown have done. But I mean, um, just the Charlotte the the franchise um his the uh jordan's front office in charlotte has the highest percentage of uh minority and female employees in high level positions uh more than any uh fortune uh any most most of the fortune 500 corporations Mm. you know in sports or just in general Good. That's good. So Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, he does it that way, you know, which you can't, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it just, he just does everything a different way. You know, it could have been worse. Like, you know, Jordan could have been like OJ and wanted nothing to do with the black community whatsoever. Oh, I thought you were going to say black. 
Allegedly. Oh, no. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. No, Allegedly. The uh, <laughs> uh, he did lose that first election, fifty-three percent to forty-seven percent, and then in ninety-six when he ran again, he lost. It looks like uh, with only forty-six percent of the vote, so he actually lost a percentage. Um, so you know that momentum he had, he he lost it, of course, over time. So um, that's un- excuse me, unfortunate, but um, very smart guy, and I'm glad that they talked about him because it had me end up doing. A little bit of research on him and learn about him. He's a very well-educated man. So, uh, with with some other things, what did uh, I'll, I'll ask Parrot this one because I know he's got some of these issues sometimes. And Barry, you could chime in too because I know you are. What did what uh, Zazu? I'll start with you. What did you think about Jordan's gambling issues? Uh, <laughs> um. He probably gambled more in one game of poker than I ever will in my whole life. For cards. Um, throwing a quarter at a wall. Yeah. That, yeah, man. Chipping pennies, man. That was a thing back then. I've ne- I've never heard of that or seen of that until I watched that. Never heard of it. I, I heard of it from my old boss at the pizza shop because he used to pitch pennies. He's like 80 years old and he was telling me about it. And he's like, Yeah, you try to get it close to this line. And then you bet a dollar, you bet five dollars, whatever you want to bet. And you could see Jordan, the biggest thing with him there was talking about competition. And uh yeah, and I love yeah. I love I love what they yeah. said about in the back. You, you want to talk about that, Bear, what they did in the back of the, the plane? Oh well, with I mean, yeah, just with all their the cards in general and everything. I love that. They're playing what, twenty, fifty, hundred dollars a hand, and um I'm trying to think who's up front, who's a big tall white center. Uh, Bill Winnington. I think yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're playing for we're playing for fifty cents or a buck up front. Right. <laughs> there and try to get our money too. And, he, and they're like, why are you why are you coming to play against us? He's like, so I can say I've got your money in my pocket. It's <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, man. It's hey, it's not a gambling problem. He's just got a competition. Yeah, he's got a competition problem. That's I found I I I'm going to use that, by the way, from now on. Right. <laughs> i got a gambling problem. i got a competition problem. What do you got, Zazu? Oh, I was going to say, I felt like the whole Atlantic City thing was blown way out of proportion. Yeah. Um, him and his dad went up there. I thought that was kind of ridiculous for that. I mean, as a grown man, you can't. you're not going to be a perfect every single night you're on the floor no matter what if he wasn't oh, gone. No. Welcome to Tony Romo's life. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> any any athlete who does anything before any game, any big game, it's it's bad on them, no matter who it is, which is Should ridiculous. Be, what do yeah, you mean you were still, raw dogging Jessica Simpson in the booth? Right. <laughs> There's, let them. They still shit on Vince Carter for going to his graduation ceremony before a playoff game. <laughs> I didn't even know he graduated. Yeah, I mean, Vince, he graduated with honors and went back. And uh, it was game seven, I think, Them uh, when he was still in Toronto. And they were playing the 76ers. This was, I think, 04. And, uh, you know, like that morning or whatever it was, the day of, yeah, the day of the game, he went and walked. He went and walked to his graduation ceremony, and it was something that he told his mom that he was going to do no matter what. He told his mom he was going to graduate, and he was going to walk. So, you know, he fulfilled his promise to his mom, then went and played 
uh, 45 minutes, I think, against the 76ers and had the last shot, and the last shot rimmed out. But yet, you know, people still try to shit on him to this day for that. Yeah, that'd exactly be it. Oh, well, he went there. Like, who cares? Right. Do whatever the hell they want. They're not on the clock until a certain time. Yeah, exactly. And people forget that they the Bulls fucking won four straight after that. Yeah. No <laughs> shit. Like, no, I mean, it's... Yeah, goes to the casino. They won four straight. <laughs> That's yeah. just... You do it. They talk a lot yeah. about the his issues with the Knicks and you know with uh, Barkley and what they had too. Any any quick things on that? Uh oh! Before we do, can we? Oh, can we uh, get to like the golf, man? How awesome that was! That dude, like I can't remember that guy's name now. Like Slim or Slick or whatever. Oh God! Name oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. They, yeah, uh, I, heard, I heard a story about that today, and I guess it was like about the first time that guy met Jordan at the golf course, and uh, he seen Jordan, and they kind of talked a little bit, and then uh, they got ready to play. You know, the they you know Jordan was warming up, you know, and uh, you know one of his buddies comes over to him. He said, "Hey, man, Michael Jordan's here at the golf course." And he kind of looks up to him, just kind of like, okay, yeah, so why was he talking about? And I guess Jordan was talking about putting, you know, like a hundred, five hundred dollars a hole. And I guess after he said that, the guy was like, well, I guess we finna go to work. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't even know. I mean, what was that? 90, what was 92, that? I think. 92 or 93 i'm like yeah i didn't even know they had golf hustlers one in general but uh uh-huh. but two i mean even then i mean i could see it in like the 60s and 70s maybe but like literally in the 90s like come on man right. if someone's gonna come up to me well i mean granted george the one who wanted but if someone's gonna come up to you and be like oh yeah i'll play for 500 a hole yeah i know they're gonna whoop my ass i'm right. not i'm not doing that i won't right, even exactly I wouldn't even do it for five bucks on a pool game at a bar. That's only five bucks. Right. I no way. Played, I played skins one whole summer before I moved out to the out to this area. And it it every now and then it would kill me to put you know twenty dollars in and then do five dollar side bets on par threes. I'm like, come on, man, we gotta do this today. <laughs> yep. I do that with my uncle. We do like um we do like five dollars on green and regulation, or dollar dollar to five dollars yeah. for a green and regulation. Same for winning the hole, little extra for a birdie. You know all that shit. Right? Yeah, man. And to think Jordan's up, you know, to a point where he's playing a thousand dollars a hole. Right. You know, and that guy, that guy won fifty-seven grand off Jordan once. Right. And Jordan like, just went to the gambling bank. Bets. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> You know he's got his own bank account just for gambling. He has to. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. No, you know, it's it's just... competition. It's for competition. Oh, yeah. For, yeah, sorry. For competition. My bad. That's probably what he tells the bank. What's right. his account for, Mr. Jordan? Competition. Oh, competition. Yeah. And he just winks at him, and then the dude behind the counter is like, yeah, I know. You need you need right. 60 grand for blackjack. I got it. Right. Yeah, dude. 57 grand. Just got him a cashier's check and just went on about his business. <laughs> 
I'm surprised he wasn't carrying that around on him. I just pulled right. it out. I'm like, all right, here we go. Right. Well, there were stories, I guess, too, um, which I found out, which I got to find it. I just, I actually, I just downloaded it. Uh, the, the Jordan rules. There's stories about that guy in the Jordan rules book about how, like, after, you know, basically, like, him and Jordan became friends. And he would go over to Michael Jordan's house, eat breakfast with him. Uh, Jordan's wife, Juanita, would make breakfast for him. And then they go to the golf course. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd, I'd want to be that guy's friend so he'd stop hustling me for 60 grand around too. Right? We're going to have to be friends at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you man. want free shoes? Yep, right. sure as shit do. <laughs> you want to come out to this nice private resort? Yeah, sure thing, Michael. Whatever you want, bub. As long as you don't blame me for money anymore. Right, yeah. It'll be a lot cheaper to give him a pair of shoes and a round of golf and some uh, scotch and lunch. Right, yeah, man. Than, than playing 18 uh, gambling with him. Yeah, it's you like, know, you, know what? you know what, Mike? Just because I like you, we're only going to do 250 a hole today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and Barry, you know, if you want your place to look like a resort, you just got to get in touch with Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Not at Bear's house, but if anywhere around Toledo – Besides Bears House, Sylvania, anywhere like that, Crandall's Quality Lawn Landscaping, excuse me, Crandall's Quality Landscaping can help you with all of your landscaping needs, grass mowing needs. He can seed your lawn. He can clean your gutters. He will not paint. He will not go in crawl spaces. So what you have to do is get a car from Fast and Furious. And I don't know if you guys saw that. Did you happen to see that post I put up? I seen that. <laughs> yeah. Bear, did you end up seeing it? Yeah, the little Toretto car. Yeah, the Toretto car. I had O'Connor's car, too, that Bear actually got my son, but couldn't use that because the driver's uh, incapacitated. But uh, So what I did was tape the camera to the front, put taped a, because I couldn't find a rope, taped a, uh, a, a extension cord on the back so I could pull it in case it got stuck and just drove that bitch with a little tiny flashlight on top of it through my crawl space to make sure everything was good. It worked out because uh, Sean, Crandall's Quality Landscaping, will not go in crawl spaces anymore. And he will not paint, but he will do everything else for you on the outside of your home. Uh, whether you want to get stones done, some landscaping done, he's got some he's working on right now. He's, he does design ahead of time. You can get in touch with him, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. Yep. Slovakia. Classic. So thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Also, thank you to Tim at Verizon. Verizon is a true technology business partner that helps local businesses deploy technologies that can positively impact operations and increase revenue for the company. At Verizon, we do not wait for the future. We build it. Get in touch with the sales rep in your area, verizon.com. And thank you to Cassandra at PNC. You can visit her at the White House branch or give her a call, 419-877-0634. She can help you with all of your banking needs, whether it be loans, credit cards, or personal banking. She is there to help. Thanks, Cassandra. All right. So NFL, uh, as we mentioned earlier, NFL is going to release their schedule tomorrow uh, on May Thursday, May 7th, or today when people listen. We do know it's interesting to see how the Hall of Fame game goes in Canton. I know it's Dallas and Pittsburgh this year, and Dallas actually plays Pittsburgh in the season. So we'll see what happens. We'll learn more as time goes on. Uh, big thing. 
this week. Uh, another thing is all NFL games are going to be in the United States this year. Nothing will be in Mexico, Canada, London. None of that is going to happen. Um, and then also the the big thing was Andy Dalton signed with the Dallas Cowboys. Bear, what do you think about that? I mean, why not? That's smart. There's no reason not to, man. I mean, you got to have a backup if Dak gets hurt, and they just got probably the best backup in the league. I mean, don't get me wrong. He wasn't the greatest starting quarterback, but he wasn't that bad. I was say he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't terrible. So to no. get to He's, to get to get him, I mean, that's it's good, especially for only three million dollars. Still gives him cap space. He can earn up to seven million. Um, and uh, they pretty much said if he's a backup, incentives. yeah, they said if he's a backup all year, he's probably going to get six and a half to seven million dollars, um, and that's just backing up for seventeen or for sixteen games, excuse me. So I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, man. You got to have an insurance policy. You never know what can happen. I mean, Aikman had Steve Berline, Bernie Kosar, Jason Garrett, Rodney Pete. People forget that Aikman had good backup quarterbacks too. So putting someone behind Dak who is capable to come into the game and win a game and not be – I mean, don't get me wrong, Cooper Rush ain't bad, but the dude isn't proven. I would much rather have uh, Andy Dalton in there trying to win a game, you know, if Dak gets hurt or whatever, than Cooper Rush, who's kind of an unknown. So I see nothing wrong with it. I think it's great. What do you got, Zazu? I know you're a Bengals fan, had Dalton for years. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a great pickup on Dallas. I mean, like Bear said, he's a proven quarterback. I mean, granted, he's not the best. He's inconsistent. But, I mean, he hasn't had the best teams around him in his career. Um, but, I mean, if that goes down, you got someone you can trust to go in there and possibly win you some games, you know. I mean, I, I always liked him. I just hated his inconsistencies at times. So uh, with that, too, Cooper Rush, I know you mentioned him. He did go uh, to Jason Garrett, signed with the Giants. Jason Garrett, just keep taking all the all the sloppy seconds because he likes doing that. Right. And we know we know that Dallas has until July 15th to get a deal done with Dak. They probably won't. They'll tag him, uh, which is, you know, a little more than 30 million dollars this year to tag him. Um do you think them signing Andy Dalton with the deal to get done between Dak and the Cowboys, do you think that gave more leverage to Jerry Jones or to Dak? Jerry. I don't think it gives leverage to anybody. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think anybody has any leverage, honestly. I um, think it's it's the same think, old, same old. Yeah, I think it's just more of a contingency plan um, just to have Dalton because, I mean, I think – I don't know. I don't really see Dak holding out and not showing up, but just in case he does, uh, you know, I, it it kind of it, it puts Jerry in a spot to where he's not forced to pay Dak. But at the same time, who knows how Andy Dalton will do if with he has actual weapons around him? Right. right. There hasn't been a time where he's actually had weapons around him. You know, to to even succeed. So who knows how he'll even do? And yeah, when well, he you have been around, yeah. he has succeeded, and that's you know, Dalton has succeeded when he's had receivers and a line and a good running back. But when he doesn't, you know, he's half-ass mediocre. 
Yeah, yeah I agree with and, that. And for what they probably need him to do, I mean, hell, you just gave all that money to Ezekiel Elliott, so you got somebody that can hold on to the ball enough, long enough to hand it off. Right. And uh, do you – so with that – um, you know, De- Dalton, we'll see what happens. I mean, as, as a Cowboys fan and a, as a business person, money person, you know, I, I don't think Dak's worth that much money as much as he wants, you know, that $40 million a year or whatever. Um, and we see all these big contracts that go, go out to these quarterbacks. They don't do shit afterwards. You know, I think uh, your Rams are a good uh, <laughs> a good telltale there, right? With Jerry they never should have gave you that money in the first fucking place. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't even <laughs> – Dude, don't even get me started. That's gonna be a profanity laced rant right there. Don't even get me started. They never should have fucking drafted him. <laughs> so, uh, from there, um, you know, and Emmett, I know Bear said, or one of you guys said about sitting out a couple games. Emmett did back in the day, sat out a couple games. They lost, you know, both those games, but a little different situation. You got a guy that's proven, uh, a veteran in the league, nine years, and uh, you put three guys around him. You know, CD Lamb hasn't done anything yet, but. He's. I, I think we can agree that he's going to have a better career than Randall Cobb, and uh, you're putting him out there who could potentially be a one in other places. Michael Gallup could be a one in other places. Cooper's, you know, is the one right now. But uh, you know, over time, any one of those guys can be the one. I think we can all agree to that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, and if if Andy Dalton does have to start, like he can actually throw the the whole field. Instead of right. you know go routes to AJ Green and short crossing routes to Tyler Eifert when he's healthy for two games a year, <laughs> yeah, no two shit. that's <laughs> nice. Two. Lucky if he's healthy for a half a game a year, right? You're lucky he makes it past camp, right? <laughs> All right. So the the second to last one. Well, uh, Don Shula had passed away last week at age of ninety. Uh, that was after our show, so our, our thoughts go out to his family. And, uh, you know, he's the only coach who was undefeated in a season. So, Wasn't it yesterday? What, I'm pretty sure he died yesterday. Monday, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Maybe Monday. Monday. What's the, I don't even know what today is. Uh, today What's is that? Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working, and I still don't know what today is. The You're still working, and you don't know what today is? Yeah, he he died on the uh, so he died on Monday. Um, yeah, it feels like last week. He died a few days ago. Uh, so, like we said, thoughts go out to him. Only undefeated coach in uh, history. Uh, of course, made an appearance. Ace professional Trey. sports history, isn't it? Uh, it might any be coach. Close. I don't think any coach in professional sports has ever gone undefeated throughout an entire season. Yeah, the four major sports. Right. Yeah. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. The other three, uh, you know, obviously two plus games, so that's about impossible. Kind of hard, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's also been what a hundred plus years of football, so that's that's rather impressive. Right. Close to it was uh, Brady and Belichick, but they got man. Yeah, no shit. Which I and love. He made his appearance too, and Ace Ventura, pet detective, trying to put some mail in the mailbox when Ace is uh, down there to take a look at the ring. So thoughts go out to him and his family. I got two more things, and then we'll get into some trivia uh, and thank one more sponsor. Cam Newton, do you think he should sit out this year and not accept a backup role? Uh, He has to – if he could prove he's healthy, 
then no, because he's a starter. He, I mean, it, it, I don't know where he would start, but he's a starting quarterback. I think. It, I mean, seeing start give Burrow a huge to um, develop. Where'd you say? Cincinnati is what oh. he said. I think they're. I think they're going to just go with Burrow right off the start. I, I know yeah. that. Hell, no. I mean, as far as a smarter perspective, I, I think it'd be smarter to let him, you know, sit and develop for a year or two. And that's why I didn't like the Dalton release at first. But I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do. I think he can still play. Um, but he needs to come out to LA. They just need to just sign him. Fuck it. Finally, whether he's healthy or not, just go ahead and sign him. Oh, we know, we know the, we know the Rams don't have money to sign anybody, so it don't matter. Right? Yeah, they ain't got money to do shit. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the, maybe the, uh, the, maybe what the Chargers? They could get him. Ooh, I, I he could go for the Chargers too. Like it, that'd be a good fit. I mean, yeah. either LA team would be a nice fit for him. Let Justin sit for a year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to I, see what happens. Right. I just, I think that's I, that might to me. I think that might be the biggest reason why no one signed him yet because they don't know, you know, how healthy he really is. I mean, when he's, when he's totally healthy, you know, he goes 15 and one wins league MVP. Yeah. And, he, you, know, and, and you know, in 2018, he was on pace to, he was doing better statistically than his MVP year, right. but then he got hurt. Right. Yeah. And that was, you know, he got hurt his shoulder and then he still had a bad foot. Yep. So, I mean, I think there's only one legitimate place that he could literally go now and start to New England. Other than that, I think everyone – I mean, the Dolphins take Tua because he needs to be a starter. The Bengals take Burrow high to be a starter. They take Herbert in L.A. Chargers to be a starter. You don't take guys in the top ten to sit on the bench for ten years or five years or three years. You just don't yeah. – You wait. That's, Green Bay. That's a second-round pick. That's a late first-round pick at the worst, you know. Um, so, I mean, look, look what, uh, you know, he should, if he really wants to go somewhere, which I, like you said, I mean, he wants to start so damn bad, but look what Winston did. Winston took so less money to go sit behind breeze to learn, but the motherfucker could be the starting quarterback in New Orleans Saints in two years. If he plays his cards, right. And make he could yeah. money. But so nobody, went, nobody was paying Jameis big money to throw 30 picks a year, neither. Well, look at the line that he had. I think that Brady's going to get exposed this year because Tampa had a shit line. He's right. They had a decent enough line. They had a decent enough line, but you can't. I don't. I can't blame thirty interceptions on the, mm. on the line though. Go go ahead and watch some of them highlights, and you watch. They'll get off the ball, and their left tackle will get beat. He doesn't even get a chance to look down the field, and he's already starting to scramble because you don't have a choice. It's the tape. Some of that tape don't lie. Don't get me wrong. There's, right. there's, there was passes that were bad. I would love to know, which I don't have the stat. I'd love to know how many went off of Mike Evans' hands because he catches like a sack of bricks. <laughs> right. That would be yeah, another uh, good yeah. stat to see. But yeah, there were some I remember him yeah. to the other team as well too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I think. Well, I think Jameis had one of the highest amounts in the league too of interceptions that uh, bounce off receivers' hands. I think it was him and Aaron Rodgers. I think that had the most, like uh, the, the they were in the top, you know, top three or five or three or whatever. You know, a lot of their, you know, a lot of their interceptions are on tip balls. The uh, 
I agree with you there. That's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just nuts. And we'll see what happens when he gets there. And uh, if they were wherever he signs, who, who knows? Um, what uh, did you guys see the story? And I thank Parrot for this one. The story on uh, Brett Favre was paid a million dollars for speaking engagements between 2017 and 2018 that he didn't attend. Sure, fine, that's all good and dandy, but it was federal grant money. Yeah, I heard that some welfare money that he's in the middle of. I didn't read the article on it, well, so we'll see. Way. So, way to go, Brett Favre. He got himself back in the news. At least it's not a dick pic, right? Right. Yeah. I'd rather send the dick pic than uh, accept that something that you know. Dick pic's only going to be embarrassment. You start accepting, uh, you know, money and grants that don't show up, and you know, uh, tax evasion, all that. That's jail time. Yeah. Right. Give me. I'll take the embarrassment over the jail time, please and thank yeah. you. Yeah, you could get jail time if they uh, aren't over eighteen, right? <laughs> so. Well, Jen Sturger was, so that's okay. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> right, I, that's I the only it. the way she looks is the only reason why Far is not in jail because the judge looked at a picture of her and said, "Well, I understand." <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with you there. Uh, so, last, uh, of course, you know, if you want to steer away from sending those pictures that you shouldn't be sending, and you need to get yourself a woman, you should get in touch with Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Yeah, try to uh, avoid the quarantine dick pics and maybe uh, get the quarantine game going, the pickup lines going, uh, you know, make yourself a little more interesting on your dating profile. Obviously, you can't uh, hang out with Connell Barrett one-on-one, -on -one, but you could probably get him on FaceTime or Skype or Google Hangouts or any platform that allows you to video chat or even, you know, old school over the phone. So if you want to get that uh, dating profile up for when uh, we can go back outside and you can speak to the opposite sex again, Connell Barrett. Reach out, excuse me, to Connell Barrett at datingtransformation.com. All right, so we're back. Uh, we've got the trivia. And, uh, Barry, you want to give us the points? Yeah. So as of today, May 6th, 2020, Gary has 376 points. Cody Bryant has 304 points. I have 310 points. Parrot has 184 points, Dub with 29, and Wes Anderson with seven. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, so we'll we'll get the the chat box ready. So first question: We're going all football this week. Let's start with the leftover draft question worth two points. Which team has currently gone the longest without selecting a player in the first round of the NFL draft? Hint: They haven't had a first round pick since 16. I got to type in my little chat box here. All right. So we got a couple couple answers. I got almost three answers in. Jeez. Where you at, Zazu? Sorry, one sec. Just tell uh, you, just say your answer. I don't even need need you to. Give me the. Give me the uh... Let's go with the car. I don't know the fucking years. I don't know. <laughs> so we got the, the the Patriots twice for me and Bear. The Rams for Cody. Ah, oh, and it's the Rams. Ugh. Yeah, fucking idiots. <laughs> I knew it was one of the two. I knew it was one of the two. 
I love it. All right, here's here's another good one that we get from him, uh, from our, our guy, I should say. Uh, here's a good one for you all. I think we all know Lamar Jackson was the leading rusher for his team last season. There was only one other quarterback who led his team in rushing. Who is it? I will give you three guesses. If one is correct, you get five points. So I'm going to not guess Michael Vick then because uh, it seems like that would be, a shocker. Which is, which is wild that he wouldn't be in there. There was only one other quarterback who led his team in rushing. Who is it? So we each get we get three guesses. Well. So we got, I heard Vic. No, Vic is not my guess. Oh, Vic is not your guess. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying that obviously it is not Vic. Right. I got my three guesses in the chat. Warren Moon, Aaron Rodgers, Doug Williams. Oh, shit. Can I take one off? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. I'm, I'm cutting out Doug Williams, and I'm putting in Randall Cunningham. That's who I met. My apologies. Doug Williams is not. Warren Moon, Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cunningham. I like it. That's pretty solid. Um, we got Tim Tebow, Cam Newton, Vince Young. I'm trying to come up with one more. I'm trying to come up with a third. Yeah, I haven't even I haven't typed any in. Oh shit. Okay. I don't know. I'm gonna go um kidding. <laughs> that would be a shocker. Dude, I I swear I think he did one year. I can't remember what team, but I think he did. I was gonna say uh Steve Young, Vince Young, and um, give me Troy Aikman. <laughs> That's probably why he was concussed all the time because he was running. <laughs> oh my God. Ryan oh. Fitzpatrick. Oh. Ugh. Was that like last season? It it had to be well. Oh, yeah, yeah, it had to have been. We we didn't read it right. There was only one other quarterback who led his team in rushing. That had to have been last year. Uh, let's take it back. I want to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, tell him to make these goddamn questions more uh, specific or Pacific. One of the two. Well, you just told him, mm -hmm. so I won't oh, repeat. I, no, it does say last season. Damn it! Yeah, it does. It yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it says, was the leading rusher for his team last season. There was only one other quarterback who led his team in rushing. We, um, I think we got so hung up on three guesses. All right. Yeah. I, yeah. So, finally, what was the only team last year with three wide receivers who each caught more than 60 passes? Well, it makes me feel good. At least I said Aaron Rodgers. So, I was the only one who picked someone from last season. So, suck it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one that had a chance. <laughs> Right. Uh, Finally, who was the only team last year with three wide receivers? Okay, this one says last year. Got it. Last year, huh? What was the only team with three wide receivers caught more than 60 passes? Uh, oof. I don't know. Um, some stuff out there. 
I wanted to pick the Saints, but Michael caught, Michael Thomas caught 870, so who else is going to catch him? Uh, yeah, I was say, who else catches him? Kamara had a down year. Yeah. We got the Saints, Chiefs, Cowboys, Vikings. I think just because I remember, I think Cobb only had 55. I was listening to Stephen A. And this morning, and I'm pretty sure they said he only had 55, but I could be wrong. I know Cooper. Dude, why don't you be like the Buccaneers or something just because we were talking all that shit about Jamie? Probably. Godwin, Evans. Yeah. Uh, who was the tight end? I can't think of the tight end. Braid or Howard? The Lions. The Lions. Yeah, that's a solid two. <laughs> Bonus three points if you can name all three receivers. <laughs> okay. Okay. I didn't, they, I didn't know they had three guys to catch passes in Detroit. They always had receivers to catch in Detroit. Come on, man. Oh, shit. I'm trying to think of the third guy. Oh, no. I can see him, too. Shit. Yeah, Herman Moore. Uh, <laughs> Calvin Johnson. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Damn it. <laughs> Bernie Sanders or Bernie Sanders. Barry Sanders. Calvin Johnson and the ball boy. And uh and Jones, Galladay. Marvin Amandola. Jones. Marvin Jones, that's who it is. We got Jones, Galladay, Amendola. Galladay, Williams, Jones, and what do we got from you, Cody Bryant? Herman Moore, Calvin Johnson, and um, oh my gosh, I just had to do his name too, and I just lost it that quick. Um, oh shoot, I think he played defense though. Rob or uh, hell, the other team, <laughs> the other team's corner. <laughs> the uh, nice. Uh, I actually got this one right, and the only reason I knew Amendola, Amendola. the only reason I had knew Amendola is because I had him in another league, <laughs> and he was a guy I picked up, and I picked him up because it was PPR league, and he had catches. So I was like, "Oh, that's great." Forgot about Amendola. All oh. right, so thank you to Jeremy. Um, we'll get on to. We didn't really have much else. I know that uh, Patrick Ewing said he had two Olympic gold medals and his Georgetown championship ring is stolen. Uh, Mike Tyson, did you guys see that video of Tyson with his new trainer, Rafael Cordero? Yeah. Jeez. He's like, I saw my life flash before my eyes when that right hook came. Nah, he don't hit that hard no more. He old. Yeah, but he, he – did you see what kind of shape he's in right now, though? That is insane. Yeah. Look at him 10 years ago in the hangover when he was looking like, uh, you know, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Still with my ass, though. 15 million, you take that combo. Yes. Oh, yes, done. Give me, all, give me all the CTE for 15 million. Yeah. Well, I'll I can take, buy a cure with 15 million. 
<laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Nobody else could. Shit, the, uh, million, you probably could buy a new brain. Oh. <laughs> uh, and Parrot, I know, Zazu, you said we had some UFC fights this weekend. Is that correct, my friend? Yes, sir. I am pulling those up right now. So I know... All right, let's see here. I know it's a big pay-per-view, and it is... 249. Yep. All right, so it is. Ferguson How do you say his name? Goth? Gaith? Gaith. Ferguson versus Gaith for the main, and then Smith and Teixeira. Oh, wait. Sorry, I lied. Cejudo and Cruz. That Hardy's a fight. Um, against the Castro. Guitar against Stevens. Ferguson versus Gaith. Kajudo versus Dominic Cruz. Francis Naganu versus Parzino Rosenstreak. Um, Jeremy Steffens versus Calvin Qatar. Greg Hardy and Jorgen DeCastro. And it's not showing me the prelims. Cerrone and Pettis, Alenic and Verdum, uh, Carla Esparza, Michelle Waterman, Uriah Hall and Jacare Souza. Um, and then the undercard is Vicente, Luke, and Nico Price, Brian Mitchell versus Charles Rosa, and Ryan Span versus Sam Alvey. I'll probably watch that this week just because I miss live sports. I mean, I've been watching Korean basketball, Korean baseball, but. All right. So, all right, let's uh, let's just do one. Let's just do one from the prelim card. Pettis Cerrone. Cerrone. Yeah, I got Cowboy. Cowboy here. Cody Bryant. Uh, go Cowboy. All right, main card. Uh, DeCastro and Hardy. Uh, Greg Hardy will win, and then somehow get DQ'd. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, give me Greg Hardy too. Uh, I'm going to go with DeCastro, man. Barrett? Yeah, I'm going to go with Hardy, too. I agree with what Bear says. He'll find a way to get himself DQ'd. Uh, Qatar and Stevens? Uh, give me Stevenson. What's Stevens? Stevens. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Qatar here. Jeremy Stevens is like a hundred years old. Same Qatar. Cody Bryant. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Qatar. I didn't even know Jeremy Stevens was still fighting. Like, I I don't know where they dug him up from, but Nagano <laughs> and Rosenstruck. Yeah, Stevens Stevens has lost three of his last four, and the one they didn't was a, a no contest that he got eye poked at, so they had to stop it. I got a Nagano in this one. Yeah, Nagano is going to knock this dude's head off. Yeah, I'm going with Nagano. Nagano. Cejudo and Cruz. Cejudo is going to defend the belt. Yeah, I don't I don't even know why Dominic Cruz gets this fight. Dude's washed. I, I thought he was commentating fights. He was, or he is, but I guess uh, Sudo has been talking mad shit, so 
He's coming out just like he did against Cody Garbant and got his ass whooped then too. Yeah. So was this like when Booker T got into the Royal Rumble that year? Yeah. King Booker. King Booker. All right, what about Ferguson and Gates? Ferguson. It's too bad that uh too bad that he's gonna be able to fight Habib. Ferguson. He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, give me uh give me Ferguson on this. Yeah, me too. That that Ferguson could be would have been like the fight of the year, man. Yeah, I mean Ferguson has won his last two he's won his last two fights in the second round. Uh Anthony Pettis threw in the towel and uh, Doctor stopped the Cerrone fight. Those are his last two. So yeah, he's uh he's out out for blood every time he goes out there and dude ain't scared to bleed either. You think he's gonna get that fight with Habib? Oh, yeah. I hope he does. I just, I just hope that this dude doesn't get in a lucky strike or knock his ass out or something like that. Which I don't think he will. But hey, crazier shits happen, and if he does, it ruins all of that. If I was Ferguson, I get it, man. I like what he's doing because he's going out there, he's fighting like a man. He ain't holding out, but I wish he would because I'd rather see him against Habib. Because if he loses this, I don't know if it happens. Nope. Right. The uh, all right, let's go to uh, on this day. Let's wrap this up. So, uh, Babe Ruth makes his pitching debut and hits his first home run. Nineteen fifteen. Nineteen nineteen. Uh, nineteen fifteen. Nineteen fifteen is correct. Oh, nice. All right, Roger Bannister of the UK becomes the first person to run a sub four minute mile, recording three fifty nine. Nineteen fifty. Sixty two. Fifty eight. <clears throat> Fifty eight. Fifty four. Right in between you guys. Uh, Mario Andretti sets one lap speed record at Indy at two hundred and eighteen miles an hour. Two thousand eight. Seventy six. 2008? 81. I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? No. Mario Andretti. Come on, man. Like All one right. of the best Formula One drivers ever. 87. Uh, Lennox Lewis, TKO's Phil Jackson, not the Bulls coach, in eight for heavyweight boxing title. You mean Dennis Rodman? Oh, wait. Yeah. Wrong thing. 87. 92. Hmm. 95. 94. Uh, the Hartford Whalers become the Carolina Hurricanes, and Rick Pitino becomes the coach of the Boston Celtics. Same day, same year. 98. We'll say 92. Oh, my gosh, because – oh, shit. Um. Ninety-seven, because Larry Bird and Kevin McHale ain't walking through that door. Right. Um, all right, and then uh, on this day, uh, of course, in nineteen. What was the year? Oh, ninety-seven. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <Yeah>, totally. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? 
and last but not least, on this day, 1998, uh, I'm giving you the year. Kerry Wood struck out 20 of what team to tie the record held with by Roger Clemens? What team did he beat and throw 20 strikes against? Oakland. White Sox? I think it was the Brewers. I don't know. Brewers? Hell. Houston Astros. Mm. All right. So it was interleague. Oh, wait, were they in the – no, they were in the – No, they were national back then, yeah. All right, so thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Check out Mind Quarantine on all streaming platforms featuring Ted Bone. Thank you to uh, Crandall's Quality Landscaping, All Wear Clothing, Tim of Verizon, Cassandra at PNC, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Sorry to Sparty Steve, we couldn't get you today. And uh, as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Keep wearing your masks, people. Grayson, it's time for bed. No, never. <laughs> Robert Parrish ain't walking never. through that door either. Never.